This podcast has been adapted from our YouTube channel. To enjoy the full experience, head to YouTube and search fullboost.com.au and this podcast title. So welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. Um, I haven't actually moved since we recorded the last episode. I haven't actually done anything in the last two weeks, just been uh, sinking cans and uh, putting some bets on the horse racing. What about you, Jordo? You look a little dishevelled there, Laura. We, we've got to wear these masks inside, don't we? Isn't that, uh, isn't that the law? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know but, if that's um, coming out, but these are, these are uh, full boost face masks if you need one, um, you know. Hey, in, uh, full boost face, mu- face mufflers, Jordo. Face mufflers. Yeah. So, uh, surprisingly, I sent some to Queensland during the week. I don't even think they need to wear them, but maybe someone's a bit expecting the outbreak to unleash up there. You're Queensland, yeah. Queensland. Have they even got an outbreak up there? The only thing they've got is uh, uh, AFL players. You know, they're allowed to go across the border, aren't they? Do whatever they want up there. IFA, do what they want. But in Queensland, lucky bastards. I think this. I think it's this weekend they're running uh, power crews. Power uh, crews. What are, what are, what what are, are we, we doing, doing, Victoria? Jack squat. The only skid marks you're going to see in Victoria are in your jocks. That's it. Now, Lua, you're looking a bit dishevelled. Uh, I also noticed a few comments online. You were like, some before and after, I won't go into it, but what is going on with you? You don't, you don't look in a good state. I'm fine. Like I said, I'm uh, going to the bottle shop every day. I think they open at 9.30 now. Got to get those essential drinks in. I reckon mixed uh, cola cans and Alice of the World go together. What do you reckon? Pretty much. But yeah, like I said, I haven't moved. I haven't actually uh, left this chair in two weeks, three weeks. When did we record the last one? Two weeks ago? I don't even know what day it is, Jordo. Apparently you spend more time on car sales, you reckon, than YouTube. You've been looking at, you're always sending me cars. What's this worth? What's that worth? Oh, I've got, um, I'm on, I'm on Casa for our overseas viewer. I don't think that we've got too many overseas viewers when it comes to bench talk. It's our biggest automotive, uh, sales site where there's, mm. they have new cars and secondhand cars. But you've got other, you've got other places like, um, Facebook market and that, but people buy cars. But let's be, let's be honest. If you can't cough up 50 odd bucks to sell your car, it's probably, uh, you're probably not getting a, a stellar piece of equipment, are you? Oh, would you look at that? Yeah, well. Would you look at that? Yeah, yeah but there's so many. Uh, I've been. I've just been looking at everything. I've been. I always keep the, an eye on the price of so many cars. I've got a keen eye on, so that when come one comes up, you know, you know straight away whether it's a good deal. And also, I'm always just on the lookout for. I want to buy yeah. something. I want to buy a bit of a pro- project car, but it has to be a street car. I'm not. I'm not interested in a, a race-only car. Does it? Me personally, it. it do, it doesn't interest me, and not at this, not at this point in my life. Um, I want something I could drive to the track, have a bit of fun. But I, I have no, no idea what to buy. But look, I would prefer a Japanese car. I just like something that steers a bit better. I don't know. I don't mind Commodores and Falcons, but Ford Falcon, simply stunning. I don't really. Uh, they've never been at the, um, at, at the top of my list in terms of cars I want to buy. But JDM cars, no matter what it seems these days, is going up in value. I recently, I've been thinking about buying an Evo 5 or a 6. I'm not really, a, I don't think I'd buy the Jordo. 7 onwards, just because it's just getting a bit Here's the di- 
Jordan, here's the deal. The boat. You ain't buying no Evo 5 and 6. Ever. You gotta you gotta commit to that you gotta commit well, to that right now because in in three years' time those cars are gonna be 75 Australian. Not a joke. Not a joke. Fact. Not a joke. Fact. Not a joke. Not a joke. No, no, think about it. I'm not joking. Yeah, I need a garage. It just kills me. I cannot buy a car and let it sit out in the rain. Forget oh, it. Oh, that's that's the number one problem I have. Like you think this you you could buy a couple of new cars. Where, where do I put them? I don't have. A, I need to get a factory. If you, especially if you have, say, a '90s car and you let it sit mm. outside, that car's just rotting. It's just they're not. They're they're 25 years old, or whatever they are. They're not going to like sitting out there rust. Forget it. But anyway, the prices have have gone up heaps. And Evo five or a six here, even a pretty stockish car, that's neat. But I wouldn't say it's fantastic. They're, they're getting up near 30 grand now. Pretty much all of them, and so many of them. Have a few, you know, they have basic what? ones. They're all 30, 35 grand. And then the rest, and the rest, Jordan. It's You're getting get... silly. I mean, the the biggest price we've seen absurdity is R34s. Now, most of these prices have gone up due to the USA bringing in JDM cars. Look at even the older Evos. Mm. The Evo 3s, especially, they're all 30 grand. That's not sugar you know, sugarcoating it. Have you noticed every big YouTube star is getting onto the 90s Japanese? JDM cars obviously were never sold in America. The prices are going through the roof. They're not sold there, so they're like such a, they're so special for them over there because they've never had them on the road. And they're storing these cars, they're storing these cars in Japan, waiting for their 25 year rule. And because obviously, you know, the R34, Mr. Paul Walker, the Fast and the Furious. I saw the other day, there is an R34 GDR, very low kilometer, don't get me wrong, it is flawless, this car. It's for sale. It's, I think they're asking 550 or 555. Something ridiculous. 550 grand for a Skyline. And didn't, and didn't one sell Australian, through the Japanese is. auctions? Didn't one go from Japanese auctions direct to the USA? Didn't it sell, I don't know, a month or two ago, whenever it was, wasn't that like 450 it went for? Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. On the first cow here, uh, who's got 55? But, like, I was having a look on there. There was, like, a, for example, a GC8 in Australia they sold. Could be wrong. I think it was about 400 odd um, two door STIs in the GC8 shape. Australian you're, delivered. You're talking cars. about Imprezas, just to. WRX, sorry, yeah. WRX Imprezas, but a two, the two-door in the, the first sort of WRX shape, the GC8, factory two-door STI. I think there was one on there the other day for, and these are, this is a car that's, I think it had over 200,000 Ks, so it's not like it's, yeah, uh, doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it, but it's not like it's been cocooned its whole life, it's been driven. I think they're asking 80. Now, a car, a car is worth what anyone's willing to pay for it. I'm just saying, you know, those prices were unheard of a few years ago. Yeah, all the all the Tommy Mackin and Evo 6.5s, they're all 50 plus. Now, of course, the one, red one is the sought after sought yeah. after one. They're all forget it, 60, 70, 80. One car Price I've always I've always liked. I have not driven one in at least 10 years, probably 15 years, I reckon, since I've driven a um, the second gen Toyota MR2 that had the factory 3S engine in it. I haven't driven one of them in a long, long time. But I don't mind them, and I've thought about it. I, don't get me wrong, if you do anything on the internet, oh, I've done that, this, this mob done that, I don't care. You, you build a car for your liking. I've always liked the idea of doing the K-Swap 
Um, MR2. I, was about, I was about to say, there's only one swap you do. That's the K swap, isn't it? No, look, you could do a three. You could power up the 3S, but because it's been done, you know, to death in the states, you can buy, you know, conversion kits and. And these Honda K series engines are incredibly strong. They're awesome motors. I can see why people are doing them. The layout suits an MR2. Obviously, that's why they're used. They, you know, obviously rear engines. They they get the power down well. They don't really have traction issues like a, you know, bloody Honda Civic. But um. I like the idea of doing that conversion. I've just been looking, just keep my eye on those prices. You're talking like 15 grand for a naturally aspirated MR2. And this is something that's not, I wouldn't say it's immaculate. You know what I mean? It's just what you'd call an average MR2. Uh, so were they, ever, um, were they only ever sold NA in Australia? I'm pretty sure. I don't think we got the turbo version at all. They call, they call them in Australia, they call them, a, they call them a Bathurst edition. I don't even know. I mean, readers probably could tell me what that means. But look, there are a few on there that are turbocharged. Now, I don't know whether they're N8. What a hang on, hang on, hang on. Hey? What happened to the RX-8? Huh? What happened to the RX-8? Now you're talking MR2s. Everyone's expecting this RX-8. Uh, the problem I have with an RX-8... You've got, to give what the, you've got to give what people want, an RX-8. If you buy one for like, say, five grand, it's a bucket of... It's a, it's a POS, right? Rough as. Mm. Now, every car I've ever, owned, I've ever owned has generally been fairly neat. Like, I've always paid at the higher end of that model. I'd rather buy and yeah. the model yeah. beforehand in mint condition than buy the newer one that's rough. I just can't stand having an average car. Like, in terms of, some, you know, I buy one that someone hasn't just treated that well. So you can buy a rough RX-8, fairly cheap, or you can buy, everyone says you buy the, the Series 2, I think it is the GT version. They're like 15 grand. For example, right? I don't yeah. think I can. I don't think I can pay fifteen grand for a Mazda RX-8. Mazda RX-8. Do you know what I mean? Because then you look at it. Then you look at mm -hmm. it right, and you go, "What I'm going to do with this car? It's bog slow, standard. I'm going to want to put some boost in it. As far as I'm aware." The standard engines, if you make 300 horsepower, you're probably uh, on the limit there. Forget, forget turbocharging an RX-8 engine, the Renaissance. The be I think an RX-8 would be mint with an LS in it. As a, as a track car, like street track car. You wouldn't put like a Cosmo, a Cosmo 13B in it? Can no. that be engineered? Is, that, is it the emissions? The engines are too old. You can't put an older engine in a newer car. Yeah. But hey, hey, that's no. It's not the reverse of everyone. That's where you're bringing an yeah. LS, in, LS into the into the fray. They're not that expensive, obviously, to buy. The, the problem I have with an RX-8, I, an, an LS, an LS RX-8 would probably be, I'd say, be a pretty damn nice car to drive. But they just look that Mazda Global look they had sort of in the noughties, It just it has never grown on me. With its mid-engine configuration, dual overhead cam, V6, all aluminum construction, and a host of technical innovations. I remember too, uh, Honda NSXs, they're all here like 150 grand, 100 grand. Now they, I remember they were like 40 grand for a while. Now forget it. I mean, they're a great looking car. They're timeless. They're a bit like an FDRX7. Plenty of those going for around 200 grand. They, they, yeah, I remember when they were 40 grand. Not, not, oh, it was a while ago, but still it was like, gee, that's a lot of money. 40 grand for one of those. And one thing I've noticed on car sales too, it just astounds me. You'll see a car advertised, whether it's an Evo 5 or a late model car, whatever it is, 40 grand. Oh, no roadworthy. 
doesn't come with a robe with you. Now, for overseas viewers, that's just like a... It's an inspection. It's an inspection slip. And you need one hmm. for to transfer your car into your name to say the car's been inspected and it's obviously safe to drive. And they go over the basics of the car. Now, so many cars, no road with this certificate. Because it also screams out, then what's wrong with the car? I'm buying a car. But also, you can't generally get a roadworthy, an inspection slip certificate, if the car's modified. No, but I mean, the classic line is, I don't have time to get a roadworthy certificate, which is just... Jordo, if I see a car, in all honesty, that is going for more than 10 grand <clears throat> without a roadworthy, I just go next. Don't, don't even give it a sec second chance, because the thing is, what, why can't yeah, you next. get a roadworthy? Um, yeah. If it's a cheap car, like a sub $10,000 car, I can understand, but every car I've ever bought, even a cheap one, I've, I've got a roadworthy with. Now, I'm always looking at car sales, Jordo, but no, I shouldn't say from time to time. There's so many nice cars on car sales. Unique cars. That, you know, when you, hey, unique cars, and you always, it's, it, it's cars that you go, wow, I wouldn't have even thought about owning that car, mm. but how nice is that? I'd drive that. Now, how nice is this BMW? 1971 model. And he's, I think he's put in an E36 drivetrain. So an E36 is the uh, popular M3 back in the day. Oh, it's not so much the drivetrain, but just the, the quality of the build. Yeah. That is a nice looking car. It reflects in the price. A lot, a lot of our younger viewers may not remember the CSV cars. Of course, they are special of vehicles. Of course, special yeah. vehicles. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, Jodo, at the time when they came out, most of their cars were rated slightly above HSV. They were faster, yeah. In terms of... In terms of power and performance, the body kits never quite looked. Oh, I shouldn't say that, because um, that's personal taste. Yeah, they're a bit but different. They, they yeah. were fairly well finished off cars. A bit different. But yeah, there's this one. I, I, I found a Ute on there. I didn't think it was that expensive. No, I'm just saying. I think how much was that car? It was like 15 grand. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I looked at that and go 15 grand. What does 15 grand get you now in terms of trying to build a car? You could buy a Toyota Yaris. I oh, know. Hang on. Wait. As we mentioned last oh, week, yeah. that's gone up nine grand. That's that's twenty something grand. Twenty grand. Oh, we could buy a Barra taxi and do that, and that's all you'd hear. I mean, to be honest, I think I'd rather those uh, those side mount blowns uh, holding five liters. They sound mint when they're. Oh, they, they they had the like, they had the killer whistle mint. on idle. I looked at that car, Jordan. I was like, yeah, I, I, I could drive that. I can't even imagine you driving that thing. Maybe we should check it out. But this is what it always comes down to, because all the thing is, there's so many times I think. Yeah, I could buy that, right? But I think I don't necessarily want to sell one of my other cars at this point. So then you think, because for me, I'm like, I've got nowhere to put it. No, and that's part of the reason you know why I, mean? I probably haven't really taken it seriously buying another car. Because it's like, you need room to store these things. It's like, I don't really want to sell my GSR just because hmm. I buy another car. Well, why should you? You won't get it back. Anyway, that's, uh, no, no, even, that's first even world for... problems. We don't, I don't have a four car garage. That's the issue. <laughs> Haven't you been looking... Oh, I, it keeps coming back, Jordan. We need to just get a uh, full boost factory. Full boost factory. The full boost factory. When um, a few people have floated the idea to me, and George Nomang was one of them, said, why don't you just uh, move to Queensland and open up the full boost factory? At least they're not, at least like, they're not in uh, <coughs> stage four. When, when's that, when's that, when's that going to happen? Um, old mate Dan's going to let us out what... Two years time. And it will not be changing. It will not be changing. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that because it just makes me livid.
Now you see this Ford Performance electric Mustang. So you'd, you'd know Ford Performance. I think they uh, are they responsible for the Cobra Jet one. The same as the it's the Ford version. It's the Ford version of the Copa Camaro. That's right. And so they've they've got an eight they've got an eight second Mustang that runs. I don't know what its best time is, but it runs I think mid to high eights. Um, and they came out with this all electric one, fifteen hundred horsepower. Eight twenty seven at hundred and sixty eight mile an hour. And I actually found a clip found a clip of them running them side by side with the petrol car. On the right, and here we go. Big wheel stand out of the e-car there. As you can see, Petragon had a slightly better reaction time. And you're watching you think, how good does that electric car sound? It's interesting, and you, and you watch how they launch. Yeah. The electric car has got so much torque, it just yeah. cannot take off with the wheels on the ground. Which so it's got a fairly, a fairly big ma, sort of a mono, single mono bar on the back, isn't it? Yeah, it, run, it runs out of steam. Not runs out of steam, but the, the petrol car is obviously a bit more uh, going it, but uh, up top it... I'll be interested it is, it to know cool. what it runs to um, mid-track, that mm. electric car. Because, yeah, they do generally fall over a bit, but gee, 168 is not bad. It always cracks me up when the electric cars are the burnout. Because all this, all this mm. smoke and tire, it's all happening and all you hear is this uh, whisper and you kind of go like, what? If that's the future of drag racing, you're not going to have to wear uh, ear mufflers, are you? Now this BMW driver in Germany, recently he flipped the bird on a speed camera oh, on the Autobahn. He was doing 81 in a 70 zone and normally this would be only be like a $30 fine. Bit, uh, a bit cheaper. $30. Than, yeah, 30 bucks. But instead, because he was being rude. Don't be rude. He got, he got fined $2,600 and lost his license for uh, a month. A bit harsh. <laughs> Luke, you remember when you went in Godorex's uh, Codename Betty, the 12,000 RPM uh, development car. The Impreza itself. Oh, the little now. red, the little red Impreza, yeah. Little red Impreza revving its ass off. <laughs> kind of pointless when you can see the power band slow down after 7,500. Better off shifting. You can clearly see the RPM jolt up much quicker from 5 to 8 than 8 to 12. With anti-lag, I would rather shift and make my engine last longer than a month. Last longer than a month, because he's got all the insights in this car. Anti-lag. How's anti-lag going to help? Those... How's anti-lag going to help reliability? You serious? Hang on. So you're supposed to have the anti-lag come on at seven and a half, or I went for a ride in that car around Sandown, and it doesn't fall off at seven thousand RPM. That engine had a power band basically from six to twelve thousand RPM. Actually, I remember over. when that, that video went along too, everyone thought it was um, fake. You are fake news. The gearbox wouldn't be able to deal with it and, and blah, blah, blah. Because there's no way that gearbox yeah. is designed for that sort of uh, speed. And it's true. Yeah, the gearbox it did like blow a, up. It wasn't like after they posted a picture of the gearbox, it was looked like a grenade went off in this thing. Now that car is, uh, the guys have done a bit more work on that car. So expect to see a bit of an update soon. The motor on that throttle body has the ability to open that from zero to fully open in 75 milliseconds. I don't know too many cable systems that can actually, if you stomp on the pedal, can go that fast. <laughs> I can guarantee 
I can snap a cable thro throttle body open faster than drive-by-wire any day. Day, right, had a bit of doughy throttle, and I, I didn't like it at all. Mm. I just thought it was sometimes it'd, it'd take off and punch, and you're like, oh, and then the next time you, you, you do seem to do the same thing, and it was lazy. And you could tell it was the throttle, it wasn't the engine. And yeah. I didn't understand enough about it until I had to say it, I got the Renault and I played with the settings because you can change the throttle response on it. And all of a sudden, I went, it's mm. like a different car to drive when you change the settings. It's actually amazing. Well, you what can it does. buy. You can buy a throttle controller to fit on any car. Exactly. And uh, I've driven, I've driven a couple of cars where you just, you just put it back, you just turn it off, so it's standard OE, and then you turn it on. And you, you can adjust it how sensitive you want, and the difference is cr worth every cent. If you can't, obviously, hmm. if the car can't doesn't have modes where you can do that, oh, it's, they're it's, common on diesels. You see them yeah. on um, Thailand tra tractors a bit. Jordo, I see you've been busy doing another design, another full boost retro design. New design out, full boost, another retro design. Inspired by the 80s, I guess, even though it says established 1997, because that's how old we are. But um, I remember doing this 80s style, uh, physically using an airbrush, doing this font, font in graphics class, probably in the early 90s. So um, get on them, they'll definitely be on the shop by the time you see this. Now, big news for Victorian drag racing here is Heathcote Park Raceway. You would have seen us upload thousands, probably a thousand videos, who knows, from Heathcote Park Raceway over the years. We've been going there since over 20 years uh, and it's just sold hands. So Russell, who we know very well obviously over the years. Sold, hand, very sold hands has it, Jordo. Say that again. What did Changed I say? Sold hands? hands. Changed yeah. hands. Say uh, that again meme going right in there, right? But anyway, Lance Warren has bought the track. Now, if you don't know who Lance Warren is, I, I recognise that name straight away when I saw he was into the R35s. He was three rotor.com days. Now these were the days we were on dial-up, downloading videos, and he had a 20B. It was unheard of from New Zealand. So if, you, so if you're, if you're middle-aged like us, you may remember that name, but anyway, he has a seven second R35 and an even quicker one that's built. It's just, I think it's just waiting to go to the track now. He has bought Heath and the seven second one, Jordo, the seven second one's just the lazy street car. Get it right. Just the lazy street car, yeah. But anyway, he's bought the track and he plans to resurface the track, the return road pits. He's got huge plans for this place, new timing boards, just bring it into the 21st century. That's awesome news. I like going, I like going you know, I'll go to any drag strip, but there's something about Heathcote. It's probably my favorite racetrack in Australia. It's easy to film at. It's very relaxed, how, how, the, how the racers can all uh, speak to each other. You know the best thing about Heathcote, Jordo? You get to leave Melbourne. <laughs> Overpopulated mm -hmm. Melbourne. Heathcote would be stage three compared to our stage four at the moment. Is that Volkswagen stage three or stage four? Stage three plus. So we've got the snap, crackle, crackle and pop tune at the moment, stage four. Oh, serious stuff, stage four. Ghost cams, everything. You know what's amazing about the news about Heathcote? Because you and I, let's be honest, from a media point of view, we've done it a little bit tough compared to some other people who film interstate. They, they don't realise how... Um, how good they've got it, don't you think? And even before COVID kind of hit here, we had a lot of problems with the drag strips. There wasn't a lot of drag racing going on regardless. And now it's just to 2020 has been a complete schmozzle for us. Yeah, but really not, not much has happened in 20 years in terms of drag racing. In oh, Victoria. you're going back that. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. We haven't had group one racing in Victoria properly. And for, I remember going there in the late nineties 
Uh, they have had some random rounds over the years, but it just doesn't exist down here because our tracks aren't up to standard. No. Really, hardly anything has happened in 20 years, and now, in the last six months, you've got the two biggest tracks in Victoria uh, sort of being upgraded, which is fantastic news yeah, for the scene. Yeah. Because as every, everyone knows, not just the drag racing scene, but generally the motorsport scene in general, it's like one degree of separation. Mm. And any money going into that, like the industry is so uh, far-reaching in terms of you're, you can be involved in the race scene in so many different facets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, we're... When racing returns to Melbourne, which realistically may not be into early next year, the rate we're going, um, yeah. at least there's going to be some big upgrades to these tracks done. Maybe not done by then, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. racing's only going to improve mm. from now on. And we may actually yeah. see a lot of fast Victorian cars actually run numbers here instead of always heading up north. But also, Jordan, I'd like to give a personal thank you, big personal thank you to Russell Clark from Heathcote. Yep. He's been very generous to yourself and I over the last, what, 20-odd years. Yep. He's supported us and, as um, much as we've supported him. Um, yeah, so well done and all the best for the yeah, future. Yeah, thanks a lot, Russell. The, the drags down at Springvale Junction where I live.